Welcome back to the Fitness Efficient Podcast. My name's Nicole. How are you? And in today's topic, I kind of want to talk about how to find the right coach for you. Because let me tell you, I've gone through my share of not so great coaches. And, you know, it can be pretty discouraging because you're paying somebody for this service and it's a pretty intimate service, you know. Um, people don't see it as intimate, but somebody's trusting you with their body and, you know, that's a big deal. You know, same thing. I don't want to say sex, but I mean, I, the same way when you're with a partner and you have engaged in sex, you're trusting that person with your body. Same thing with a trainer. You're trusting this person with your health and your body and sometimes it can be discouraging when those results when you don't when they don't deliver those results and you're doing everything right you know you're eating right you're not eating foods that are going to hinder your weight loss journey and so I remember I used to have a trainer. Now, her workouts were good. Her workouts were good. But she had horrible work ethic. And I don't want to say because she was a young 20-year-old girl, but maybe that might have played a factor, perhaps. But, um, so this girl would show up 30 minutes late. I kid you not. She would show up with her pajamas 30 minutes late to the session. And although the workout was challenging and it was good, I did not like the fact, you know, if you're a coach, look professional. I mean, this is not a corporate job, but look like a coach. And when I mean look like a coach, dressed like a coach. Don't show up with Ugg boots and pajama pants. I had this coach that used to show up with Ugg boots and pajama pants. And like, you know, that I that is unprofessional and it's unacceptable. I would never show up with, if I had a client, I would never show up late to the client and then show up with Ugg boots and pajama pants at the gym. You know, at least wear some leggings. If you want to wear Ugg boots, at least wear some leggings and a sweatshirt. That looks more, that looks a little bit more better than pajama pants. That's you know, but I digress. Then I had another coach who would, first of all, her, her workouts, she was a nice woman, but her workouts were not challenging enough for me. Her workouts were um, 
yeah not great and she was also trying to get me to join an mlm a multi-level marketing uh company uh it was Arbon, by the way. And, you know, she, she wanted to, she basically, she basically converted her clients into hard to be part of that MLM. And to me, that was a bit kind of deceptive because I'm trusting you with my health and you sh you wanted me to be part of an MLM when I never asked to be part of an MLM what I asked for was to be you know to lose weight that's why I hired her. And I wanted to learn how to strength train. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> it was like my journey with coaches. I did have I did have some great coaches. Um and I'll get to that, but first I want to talk about the not so great coaches so you can get an idea of you so you can get an idea of um of my experience with coaches and then i had another coach who also i had joined the mlm i had gotten results from trying let me rephrase that let me rephrase that i'm not going to say the name of the mlm cuz i already mentioned one but there's this one coach, another coach, he recruited me to be part of this MLM. And I had gotten great results from my hard work. I'm not going to say from using their products because we all know that fat burners are bullshit. And that's, that's that. I'm sticking with my word. Plant, sorry, um... Yeah, so I'm sticking with my word and I'm going to say fat burners are, they're a fucking scam. Uh, excuse my language, but they're a scam. You know, you lose weight by being in a caloric deficit. So you eat less and move more. As general as that sounds, I know it doesn't sound like the best advice, but essentially you want to move more and eat less so the more you burn and the less you eat hence caloric deficit and when i mean the less you eat i'm not saying disordered eating i mean at least like a 200 or 500 calorie deficit so you're reducing your calories by 200 or 500 calories so you're reducing them by that amount which is pretty a pretty healthy amount especially if you're if you're um if you're trying to lose weight in a healthy way in a healthy sustainable way so i had this other co so this coach wanted 
So this coach recruited me and I had gotten great results from the MLM, right? But then when I left the MLM, it's kind of like he ghosted me and he was training me one time a week. He was training me one time a week. So he was training me one time a week for free. So once a week for free. And he was very knowledgeable. He had a great charismatic personality. That's my problem. I fall for charismatic people. If you're a charismatic person, I'm going to like you. Something about charismatic people that I like. <laughs> but it sometimes ends up it sometimes ends up not being like not the best situation. So this coach was very charismatic, very outgoing. You know, he had great positive energy. I mean, if you're a coach, you should have great positive energy, even when you don't want to, you know, when it's when you're having challenging times, right? So anyways, I joined the MLM. I ended up leaving because I just didn't want to promote the MLM products. And I felt like I reached my fitness goal at that time of losing weight because I was in a caloric deficit. I was eating, I was in a, I think I was in a two to 300 calorie deficit. So I was eating two to 300 calories less, which is pretty, pretty decent amount, but it's not, you know, on the dangerous level where you're starving, right? So once I left the MLM, it was kind of like he ghosted me. And that kind of hurted me because I actually liked this coach, liked this coach as a person. You know, I like this this coach's personality. He was charismatic, always encouraging, motivating, and yeah, I liked training with him. But as soon as I left the MLM, it's like everything changed. Cause, sorry. I had to yawn. <laughs> Y'all, it's late and I'm in my bed with my blanket. So please excuse if I, me if I'm yawning. But anyways, he ghosted me and that kind of hurts because when you, you know, you, you got to trust your coach. And when you end up trusting your coach and your coach kind of, you know, ghosts you, you, th you thought they were your friend, but they just wanted you to be part of this MLM. And he was a great coach, but uh, it, it, it hurt my feelings when he did that. Um, another coach I had, this one, this one, he was a kickboxing instructor and also a coach. So he would do one-on-one -on -one training. So I would train with him. 
and he would give me he was good at strength training he gave not so great advice on some things um you know he would tell me to work out without drinking water work out dehydrated because i'm gonna get bloated if i drink water like what you need water when you're working out you need to stay hydrated also when you're not hydrated you tend to get cramps yes i did not know this until a a nurse told me i told her that i struggle with cramps and i am always dehydrated and she told me sorry he told me yeah you're dehydrated that's why so i didn't know that so this coach tells me that i need to not drink water when i'm working out y'all i never had a coach tell me that i also had a coach that told me the same girl that wore the pajama pants to not stretch to not stretch after your workout not to do any sort of stretching because you lose the pump i guess that's what she was trying to say essentially um and stretching and mobility are very important when it comes to strength training and you should be doing mobility work you want your body to be mobile in order to strength train and um this the coach that had that told me i need to be dehydrated his workouts were great he just didn't give the best advice you know i when i was telling him that i was having trouble feeling full i never felt satiated he told me to just eat more vegetables and hmm, I guess eating more volume foods would make me feel satiated. But at the same time, more vegetables. He just said more vegetables. It's not like he said vegetables that have high protein. He didn't say that. He just told me to eat more vegetables, which is like that can mean potatoes and potatoes are not protein and if you're in the fitness industry you know how important protein is to build muscle and to feel and you know and it also plays an important role in feeling satiated after you eat right so then i met um I met a couple of coaches at a gym that I, at a private gym I was training at. Y'all, if y'all, shout out to TS Fitness. TS Fitness, if you're in New York, y'all need to check out TS Fitness out. Like, I'm going to promote them because they are awesome. And I learned a lot about kettlebell training with them. So, if you want to do kettlebell training, definitely hit up ts fitness had to promote that so i i was going to ts fitness and they are some of the best coaches i've 
encountered. One, because they were supportive of me. And, you know, they were supportive of me, of my performance. They gave great nutrition advice, in my opinion. In my opinion. They gave great nutrition advice. They would have these great challenges in which they had a nutrition challenge where they had a WhatsApp group and everybody would be posting their meals. And it was it was expensive for me. I don't want to say it was expensive. Uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Well, it was expensive. I don't like really saying expensive, but it was, it was an investment. That's the word I'm looking for. It was an investment in myself and I saw the value in training with them. Yeah. The, the yawns just keep coming. I am so sorry. <laughs> but I was training. I trained with them for six months. And I couldn't afford it anymore. So that's why I stopped. But I plan on training with them again one day. <laughs> but they were really great. They gave great nutrition advice. They it was. I felt like I felt. And it was a small it's a small gym, a small private gym. <clears throat> and I just really like the experience. So that's my little, little story with coaches. That's my story with training with coaches. And let me talk about some things to look out for when you're trying to look for a coach how to find the right coach for you number one a good coach matches your energy what i mean by that if you have a super extroverted personality and you're always you're hype and pump and your coach is is not on that level you guys, your coach is, is introverted, a little bit more quiet, then that's going to be, that's going to be a little bit, I don't want to say challenging, but the difference in personality styles, you know, this, this extroverted person might want to have extra motivation, you know, that maybe they want the extra, they want extra upbeat energy. And if you're an introverted coach, you 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 gotta you gotta match that level. You know, a good coach, a good coach is able to match your level of energy, right? So if you're happy and extroverted, I'm gonna be happy and extroverted with you. If you're more quiet, reserved, more laid back. I'm going to I'm going to tune into your energy, you know? And 
Another thing about finding a, a good coach is one that's professional. I mentioned the girl with the pajama pants. Highly unprofessional. And that that experience really put really put a bad taste in my mouth for coaches. And it was a while before I trusted another coach. Before I actually really trusted a coach. And another thing, another thing about a good coach is a good coach knows how to program. Yes, programming. Let's talk about it. A good coach should be able to program based on your needs, based on what your goals are. If your goal is to bulk, your coach needs to design a program that is that essentially is going to get you to gain muscle mass. You want to bulk. It's going to get you to gain, to gain weight in the form of muscle. So a good coach knows how to program. And, you know, I'm on Instagram. And I look at a lot of coaches. I see all these fancy, like, workouts, these crazy workouts that these coaches or fit oh, fitness influencers. Don't get me started on that, but that's, that's going to be another episode. <laughs> but, <clears throat> you know, I see these fancy, like, crazy fancy tricks that fitness fitness people do like fitness coaches and that doesn't doesn't mean that they know how to program just because they're doing something that's like wow that's impressive doesn't mean that it's going to work for you and it doesn't mean that it's going to give you results. People on Instagram post to get views, to get likes, you know? So, of course, they're going to post elaborate workouts, elaborate workouts in which they're doing all these uh, crazy moves and, you know, all this crazy stuff, you know, not sticking to the basics which is your compound lifts you know your deadlifts your squats your barbell rows pull-ups um what else i can't think of any other compound lifts in this. oh bench press all these types of compound lifts are very important to developing muscle these multi-joint movements that move, multi-joint movements that uh, work multiple muscle groups, right? And a good coach, a good coach is empathetic as well. Not just about the money, they're able to empathize with your pain, 
you know i know what it's like to be 200 pounds i've been to i'm y'all i'm five feet <laughs> and i've weighed 200 pounds and the pain that i felt when i was that weight how horrible i felt i felt physically too heavy to go up the stairs and that's a, a lot of weight for someone with a small frame like me so a coach has to be able to empathize with you not just you know go 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 you do this do that counting reps it's that's not what a coach that's anybody can count reps anybody can get a certification a good coach is going to empathize with you and it's going to feel your pain because that's that's the selling point they're tapping to tap into your pain and provide a solution for your pain that's just, that's what a fitness coach does that's what a coach does they tap into your pain and they provide a solution with that pain and hopefully that solution has value you know so you can invest in that in that in that coach and get results right so another thing that that's a that a good coach does is from my experience just showing up and not canceling i like the girl that i've mentioned with the pajama pants aside from being late she would cancel a lot that's a problem because you're paying somebody you're trusting somebody with your health and they're canceling that's another thing that's highly unprofessional so you want to look for a coach that's professional knows how to program now granted granted i know not everybody not everybody knows what a good program looks like so it's hard to know but i know what a good program looks like and that's why i invested in ts fitness the kettlebell training the kettlebell training uh gym and it's hard to know but if you're not seeing no compound lifts in that program it's not a great program and this coach doesn't know how to program if you're not seeing if you're not progressive if your coach is not progressively overloading you right that means adding making the weight more challenging over time once it gets too easy not a great coach a great coach challenges you to be stronger to perform better and to reach your goals and these are all things to keep in mind when you're looking for a coach another thing is choosing a coach based off their physique this is 
I mean, yes, a coach should look fit, but you shouldn't choose it, choose them because they look fit. That doesn't mean that they're going to be the right coach for you. You know, they could be fit, but they could be an asshole. They could have a shitty personality. So you shouldn't pick. I've worked with coaches who are not aesthetic. Right? Worked with coaches that don't have 10% body fat. In fact, most of my coaches don't have 10% body fat. And they were amazing coaches and they gave me great results performance wise and physically. So <clears throat> I have a problem with that because a lot of it. A lot of these, uh, you know, people go on Instagram and they see these influencers with these amazing bodies, right? And then they look at these these fitness influencers as authority figures in fitness. And a lot of them don't know how to program. A lot of them don't know how to train. But... And let me say something else. Well, we'll get to that. So, right. So let me get back to what I was going to say. So a great coach also knows how to train people, not just themselves. A great coach knows how to train a great coach should be diverse in who they train, how they're able to train, how to train somebody with cancer, how to train somebody that has high blood pressure, how to train somebody that's diabetic. Right? So you could find a coach that's aesthetic. But have they worked with somebody that has diabetes, somebody with cancer, somebody with high blood pressure? All things to consider when you're looking for a good coach. And I don't want you to get discouraged and think that, you know, all coaches are bad. They're, they just want money. They don't want to, they don't care about giving you results because I care about giving you results because that's my integrity. And lastly, you should look up, look for a coach, a good coach, right? A good coach has integrity. The girl that I used to work with, the pajama pants, the pajama pants girl with the Ugg boots. She had no integrity. And that's a problem. That's a problem. Because we don't want to run off with people with their money. It makes us look bad. It makes makes the fitness industry look like a shit show. Which it, <laughs> sometimes it is. And... 
looking for a good coach is challenging. But those are some things that I can come up with from my experience of working with coaches and being a coach myself. You know, I had another, I had a business coach. She was also a trainer. She gave me the worst advice that a, that a, that a mentor, a coach can give an, uh, a student, right? She told me, if you can train yourself, y'all, I'm sorry, the yawning, I'm just going to be knocked out after this podcast, but she gave me the worst advice, this coach, this business coach, who was also a trainer, gave me the worst advice. She told me, if you can train yourself, you can train anyone. And that's simply not true. Because, as I mentioned, I'm not diabetic. I don't, I don't have cancer. I don't have high blood pressure. I don't have any of those things. So when I train myself, I don't need to worry about that. Because it's not something that I struggle with. And so I say that to say this. Look for a coach that you trust, that you build rapport with, that you build rapport with. Don't just pick a random coach, you know, build rapport with them. Try to get to know them. See if they're a right fit for you. Because investing in your health is probably one of the best investments that you can do. And there are a lot of amazing coaches out there. So don't let that discourage you from picking the right coach for you. Until next time.